special this week. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to this, it means that we fix our technical difficulties and there is an episode being posted this week. Yay! So everybody, say hallelujah, God bless. <laughs> Skylar almost fell um, herself last week, not really. Yeah, there's just, there's of. some, like, stuff happening in both of our lives at the moment, so bear with us. We will be back to our regularly scheduled programming very soon, but you know life. It, it, it be crazy, so. Life be crazy. Bear with us. Speaking of crazy lives, <laughs> but I was anyway. going to choose the topic, but we haven't even introduced ourselves yet, so. I know. Anyway. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About oh. It. Um, oh, I'm calling 911. Okay. Um, Skylar just hung up oh. on our FaceTime call. Um, if you're wondering what happened, my phone started calling 911. <laughs> Why so. did your phone call 911? <laughs> Uh, cause the way this, like, phone holder's on it, I guess it was on the off button, and, um, started calling That is actually so funny. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. okay. No, no big deal. <laughs> hey guys, welcome- <laughs> This is so difficult. This is so chaotic. <laughs> the fact that I don't even know what's happening with the planets right now is depressing, cause then I can't make it about astrology. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Skylar. I'm Emily. And this week, we're talking about the Kissing Booth 3. Yes. We knew we were going to do an episode about this the second it was posted that it was going to be the funny thing. The funny thing is, is that we watched the first one on our own, you know, when that came out. And then we watched the second one last year, but we skipped through it. Like, we both could not finish that movie all the way through because it was oh, yeah, so yeah. bad. And no, I would do like 10 seconds ahead. Yeah, 10 seconds ahead. Exactly. And we were thinking about it, and Skylar was like, didn't we do an episode on Kissing Booth 2? And I was like, no, 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 no. We watched that on our own. We chose to do that. And now we are back. Well, we're not back, but we are here reviewing the last, talking about the last Kissing Booth. It's happening. It's happening. So we missed the first two waves, but baby, we're riding the last one. We are here for the finale. <laughs> Literally. Um, this movie, but for real guys, this movie was an hour and 50 minutes and I feel like it didn't have to be that long. <laughs> Why has every movie we watched had to be two hours? I can't do it. It was, I, can't do it. I had to split it between like days even my friends and i were like That's hate watching it do. my friends and i were hate watching it and it was so boring we had to stop and then i had to finish it yesterday it's so surprisingly bad. me and my sister watched it all in one sitting it was so bad but like not gonna lie i was entertained i mean i think what sucks so much is that um like seeing jacob alordi in this role is just so awful. Yeah. I mean, also, I just feel bad for, like, him, but also Joey King, because I think everybody forgets that Joey King was also, like, nominated for, like, what, an Emmy or something for the act? Like, she's, like, a recognized actress. Yeah. So it's kind of sad for both of them, but, like, yeah. it's sadder to watch him because he just, like, 
delivers all his lines at like 50% and like at 3% volume like so quietly like I could never hear him in this movie and I swear to god he only responded in one syllable responses or just said things that didn't make any sense like we're jumping ahead in this movie already but (laughs) there's a point in the movie where they're at a race car track yeah and he didn't want to be part of like the little fun little quirky little thing they were doing yeah but then marco the kid from the last movie that kissed l like shows up and does it with them and he goes get me a helmet to chloe his friend who was in the stands with him i was like yeah i get it but that doesn't make any sense what is she gonna do she's not, she doesn't know where the helmets are she's not she doesn't gonna help work you here. she does not work here don't look at him he's not gonna help you sorry when you said she's not gonna help you that's the first thing that came into my head um yeah and then there was also just 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 everything i i but the thing about joey king which i wrote in my notes too was she like this role sucks for her and she's doing her best and it this movie's awful but man, can she cry. You tell Joey King she has to cry for a scene, which she does in so many parts of this movie. She can do it. She can cry her ass off, and I respect that. No, she she gives it her all 110%, which is so funny just to see like these two recognized actors, and then yes. one of them is like, hell yeah, this movie's fun. Like I'm just going to have fun, like give it my all. Yes. And then he's like, I should not be here. Yeah. This is unfair. It's insane. It's just so funny. But. Which everybody came for us when we talked about that bad KJ Apple movie and said, why does he keep taking these roles? We understand that actors don't always get to choose what movies they're in. Yes. But it doesn't matter. They still sometimes don't do the best job. Yeah. Also, like, it was a friggin' joke. (laughs) Also, we were joking. So, this movie was a. Yeah. Also. Emily and I am never serious. <laughs> also, like, we understand, like, this is... They got contracted to do three movies. Like, as oh, an yeah. actor, that's something you understand when you sign on to something. But, I mean, it is it is tough out here. Like, because we we just watched Twilight, so I've been thinking oh, yeah. about, like, a, like, contract-obligated actors for, like... But those were, like... That was a lot of acclaim that they got. And these don't really compare on, like, the same level. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, like, at least it propelled, like, his act, like, Robert and Kristen's acting careers. Like, they became, like, household names after it. Like, this movie is just, like, it's niche in the way that, like, everybody our age knows it. But, like, it's not, like, people's parents are, like, oh, yeah, like, Joey King from Kissing Booth. That movie, like, my kid likes. Like, it's not like that. Right. But to that note, my sister, I watched this with her, the same one that I watched The Last Letter from Your Lover with. Yeah. She was like, oh my god, why does Jacob Elordi remind me so much of Edward Cullen in this movie? Like, why is he acting like Edward Cullen? Because they acted these characters in the same way. Like, the same way that Edward was like, I'm just gonna make this guy, like, so weird. Like, he's so uncomfortable. He's so depressed. Jacob Elordi did the same thing. Like, he's this brooding, like, upset, like, angry, like, stick in the mud yeah no that's really true 
And I think it's because both of them see their characters in the same way. Because I remember Rob being like, oh, I'm nothing like Edward. Like, yeah. he's a weirdo. He's a creep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jacob said the same thing about Noah. He was like, no, this guy's the worst. Like, yeah. I hate my character. Yeah. Like, he stings. I mean, I don't think, like... I think Jacob is doing what he can do, and I think everyone is doing what they can do, except for... Oh, completely. I do have something to say about the act... About Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think they're doing him dirty in the makeup... Oh my god, yeah! In the makeup department, I I think they're doing him so dirty, because every time he cried... It was like you could in that that man flushes like a normal human reaction to crying, and you can tell that he's wearing makeup every time he cries because you can like yes. see it's like patchy and so awful and like no I one learned <laughs> no one learned how to do that. I don't know what it is, but men when they wear foundation for some reason makeup artists forget how to put on foundation when a man sits down in the chair because like there's just like this tendency for men to always look cakey and weird in makeup it's not because i'm not used to seeing men in makeup it's just because the foundation is done poorly yeah they did a bad job i agree no i noticed i thought the same thing i was like it doesn't look right it could have something to do with like maybe his skin routine isn't that great so he doesn't have a great base to work with i don't know what is going on with him personally but I just thought it was so unfair. That's up to him. <laughs> like, that's his problem. But I just thought it was... I just thought it was so unfortunate that, like, every time this actor had to, like, cry in a scene, he, like, looked so ridiculous. <laughs> okay, but he's always crying in this movie, too. Yes! He was a toddler this entire movie. Lee was the worst character this whole movie. And I say that with my whole chat. He was awful. Because, okay... Let's talk about the premise of this movie. Really okay, quickly. yeah. Um, this ridic- ridiculous premise. Absolutely this so ridiculous. ridiculous. It's just the same two plots from the first two movies redone, like stretched out even more. Not even done in a good way. No. <laughs> they represent all the same themes. But, okay, anyways. <laughs> One point I would like to make before we start also is I like to point this out to anybody I talk to the kissing booth about because it's important. And I mentioned this the last time we mentioned the kissing booth. Okay. This was on Wattpad. <laughs> I would like to remind the group. This was a Wattpad story written by a teenage girl when Wattpad was supposed to be for books, like mm-hmm. for fiction books that like young kids were writing and they were going to publish these, the most popular books. Like that's what Wattpad was for. Yeah. It wasn't for fan fiction that we've all come <laughs> to know it for. And so this book was so popular that like it won one of the contests and it was so popular as a book they made it into a movie also yeah so the premise of the third movie marco from the last movie is still here and so is chloe and they're still causing problems they're still causing problems specifically marco because he's still going she's his moonshot he's still going after l and then joey king's character me forgetting her name, Elle decides to go to Harvard after lying to both Noah and Flynn. No. Mm-hmm. Yep, Noah and Flynn. <laughs> I feel like they should have named Noah Flynn. 
but not Flynn his, Flynn. But, but that's yeah, but Flynn's his last name. Like he just anyways. Okay. <laughs> Noah and Lee about getting waitlisted from both schools, and so she tells him that she's going to Harvard with her boyfriend instead of her best friend, who's her boyfriend's younger brother, yes. right? So then the whole movie is everybody is jealous of somebody else. Right. <laughs> so Elle is jealous of the kid who Lee is going to Berkeley with. Yeah. Lee is still jealous of Noah and Elle for being close. Uh-huh. And then Noah is still jealous of Marco for being yeah. in love with Elle. And and that's the whole movie. And it all takes place in Noah and Lee's parents' beach house that they don't want right. them to sell. And meanwhile, Elle is doing everything on her and Lee's summer bucket list they made when they were six years old to make up oh, for... Yeah, yeah. To like, to, like, lighten the blow that she is not going to Berkeley with him. She's going to Harvard, where Noah also goes. Why are the Flynn boys not capable of having a healthy relationship? With anybody. Yeah, and specifically with Elle, because Noah is so toxic and constantly yelling at her and making her feel bad for their problems, as if he never plays a part in it. And then me almost calling the other one Flynn this time, and then Lee (laughs) is constantly expecting her to spend all her time with him, and the whole movie's like, she's spreading herself too thin, she has too many people, and also, the Virgo energy I get from Elle in this movie. Yeah, I know she's probably a Virgo. You cannot tell me that her and Lee, she's a Virgo and Lee's a Capricorn, that's why he's constantly crying about things, and making lists, and being like, you're not sticking to the list, he's a Capricorn. What do we think Noah is? Cancer. Aries. Oh, two very different answers. Whoa. Very different. No, both, like, the children of, like, their houses. Yeah. I think Aries because he is so stubborn and, like, hard-headed. Okay. And they play this whole anger issues thing. Okay, But true. he also is, like, this is such a minimal part of his character. Yeah. But he's going to Harvard. He's, like, wants to be a lawyer. So he's very goal-oriented and, like, like, headstrong, like, makes his own path, like, Aries energy. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say Cancer just because this stuck-up-on-loyalty, like, so much, like, you're on my side, you're on his side. So irrationally emotional, like, at any any point in any of these movies. Yeah, Emily's saying this as a Cancer, by the way. Just saying? Yeah. Maybe he's an Aries with a Cancer moon, wouldn't that be just such a delicious combination? I feel like a delicious combination. I also feel like a middle ground between those two is Scorpio because also you oh, have his yeah. intensity and the Ooh. jealousy possessiveness with the career-oriented, like, oh, goals. Oh, right. Yeah, let's go Scorpio. Okay, Scorpio. Okay, cool. Okay, so we got a Capricorn of Virgo and a Scorpio, the scariest trio alive. Oh, no, and God. the whole thing, too, really is, like, like, she, uh, just everything, okay, let me say something. Yeah. We all know that these movies are unrealistic, but yeah. they really played up that aspect in this particular movie because Elle is, um, she's got accepted into UC Berkeley and into Harvard, and you, ha- you know, you have to make a decision by, like, April or May. And it is... May 1st is decision day. Yes. Every year. And it is... Her school has ended. It is the summer. Let's just assume it's 
June or the end of May and she hasn't made a decision. And you're going to tell me that she's getting personal calls from these universities asking her to make a decision. None of them care. If you don't respond to them, they're just going to withdraw your spot. Like, you can't Yeah, they're like, okay, waitlist gets it now. Like, what the fuck? They're not going to be like, this one girl, we want her so so bad. bad. Like, unless she was literally, like, created a cure for cancer in high school. Like, they're literally like, okay, this kid who literally, like, engineered, like, um, like a a car that runs on water, um, he's coming to our school yeah. stuff. Like, they're not gonna be like, okay, video game design girl, you can come not to our school. Not even that. She didn't even know she wanted to do that until the end. She, oh, she's right. just some white that. girl from California that went to private school. Like, she's like, Who's rich? Yeah. Like, I thought that was so absurd. Like, how are you going to put that into the movie? Like, that's not real. Like, that doesn't no, happen. No, it's not. I hate when college portrayals are so unrealistic in movies, because I'm like, did no one in the process of writing this movie go to college or know a Seriously. single person who went to college? Because you watch one person go through the college admissions process and it's understood. Like, it's the worst. There's deadlines all the time. It costs so much money yeah. and it's stressful and you just have to, like, go with it. Like, you just have to make up answers for yourself. Like, yeah. there's no being like, I don't know. Like, whatever. And also, the conflict is so stupid yeah. because it's like, its message is so bad yeah. At the end, they try, like, they try to turn around and be like, she's going to choose for herself. But, like, having her go through this the whole time anyways is so stupid. Like, my sister was like, wait, she's trying to choose between going to school between her boyfriend and her best friend. Why doesn't she just choose whichever school is best for her own personal exactly. goal? Exactly. Like, That's, like, she should have known. That was what was so insane to me, is that it took... Her having a two-minute conversation with Molly Ringwald at the end of this movie for her to understand that when you choose it like a massive when you make a massive decision like choosing where to go to college, it should be about you and not about are you gonna make your friend happy or are you gonna make your boyfriend happy? Right. What the fuck? I, yeah. I was watching that part and I was like, did a school counselor like never talk to you about this? Like this does like. Or her dad. Yeah. Like, like some adult should have stepped in. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I guess, like, at the end of the day, like, if it was done, like, nicely, like, this would have been a good message for, like, younger people being, like, make decisions for yourself. Like, it's your life. You can't live for other people. But, like, this movie is just way too ridiculous. It literally felt like I was reading a (laughs) fanfiction. I know. Like, literally, like, it was so stupid. Everyone's getting mad at each other all the time. And I was just like, everyone's a big baby needs to grow up. That's how I know that we aren't the audience for this movie anymore. Because I literally the whole time was just saying, like, why is everybody five years old? And, like, can't handle not being prioritized by one person. I know. And just the fact that, like, no matter what she did, like, these events with Lee and anything that was happening with Noah over the summer had to happen completely separate of each other. And in no way was it like they were ever all spending time together, like the three of them. And then just like, why couldn't Noah and Lee be like, we'll all hang out. Like they were living at a beach house together the entire summer. How was it so separate? Like how was hanging out with them so separate? It could have been so easy for them all to do this together. Like I don't, I didn't get that. Like, yeah, I get it for like conflict, but like the thing that sucked was that 
her and Noah would have a fight for two minutes and then it would get resolved and then something would happen with Lee and then it would get resolved and then another fight with Noah would start. And so it's like, it was so annoying to have like it just going like up and down right for two hours. No, completely. I agree completely because literally like it felt like we didn't even get into the main conflict of the movie into the middle. Like, not even the middle. Like, the last, like, the 40 end. minutes. Like, well, yeah, literally. That's when we got, like, started, like, real resolutions. Like, there's a new problem every other five seconds. Like, the movie kept changing plot, too, because first it was the beach house and, like, them trying to save their childhood in this beach house. And, like, it's totally fine to have multiple subplots in this movie, but don't introduce them all like they're gonna be the main plot of the yes. movie. Because it makes us lose focus of things because by the end i'm like i don't even care about this beach house anymore like we barely even, we don't even know about this beach house until this movie I so know. it doesn't mean nearly as much to me as it does to them i know that's what i was thinking just stupid i was like this is the first time i'm being introduced to this beach house and it's getting <laughs> i've never been here i have never seen my eye like seen this with my eyes before seen my eyes, seen my eyes with this and then, i've never seen my eyes and then also this needs to be talked about. This is an ugly beach house. Why is it that color? Oh, yeah. What? They're rich, and even their beach house isn't cute. Yeah, I was like, maybe you should get rid of this. Like, this isn't cute. Why is it that weird, like, key lime green teal color? What the fuck? Also, though, the fact that this was, like, Lee's plot, and it wasn't even, like, that explored because he was the one who was mainly like we have to keep we can't let them sell the beach house like he was the one who kept like ripping out like the first sale sign and, like didn't want him to paint over the like the lines on the door or whatever yeah like, their, their heights how tall they were yeah their heights and like yeah like he was a baby the whole movie like i get it he doesn't want to grow up whatever he wants to be with his best friend forever like he doesn't want to be an adult he doesn't like change yeah can we have acted that out through him protecting the beach house and not him screaming and crying and running away from conflict every five seconds because i'm i was tired i was like i feel like i'm babysitting watching this adult man yeah scream and cry yeah at a girl yeah and then he also had like rachel like imagine how <laughs> rachel felt <laughs> because she's there as well and he is so obsessed with l messing up everything and constantly not being there for him and then she yeah. is just there and then he like gets them tickets for some concert thing and she's like this is um you actually got this for like our college orientation weekend he was like yeah but i like we'll just skip that so we can be together and she was like oh okay are you are you joking? That pissed me off because it's someone it's someone like riding over my own schedule I would have for oh, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not yeah, okay yeah, yeah. with that. But like, you can't like that all doesn't work. It, he, ugh, he was so frustrating in this movie. Yeah, and like, I think the main problem also to your original point, which is that they never all hang out. We do get montages of them all hanging out. But when the real plot comes in, we don't see them hanging out all together ever. And then that raises the question, why are Noah and Elle dating? Because they don't have any of the same interests. Because him and his brother don't get along because they're so dissimilar and like whatever. And they barely meet in the middle and they meet in the middle over Elle. Why is Elle the bridge? Because she's so much like Lee. And we don't get any like deep conversations between her and Noah that would like make sense for why they like each other Completely. unless they were already fighting. Completely. And making up. 
And then, again, Lee and Rachel, like, they're, like, 1% of this movie. And Rachel, like, has, like, three lines. And, like, two of them are talking about L to Lee. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. So, like, the whole time I'm like, yeah, I'll break up with Noah and go date Margot because clearly he's more your speed. Genuinely. They have nothing in common anymore. And it's also that Noah is a year older than her, which I, like, forgot. And I, like, remembered that he, like, was in college for, like, the second movie. But, like, yeah, yeah. there's so much disconnect. Like, there, like a year isn't that much, except for, I feel like, when it's a year older, when you're, like, going to college and figuring that out senior year of high school versus a oh, freshman slash, like, sophomore in college. Like, those are completely different mindsets to be in. And there's, like, you're not yes. on the same page and you're in, like... It's only a year difference, but those are different stages of life, no matter, like, no matter what. So, how are you gonna, like, work that out? Like, I just don't, I don't think it, like, they broke up and I was not sad and I expected it. You're like, yeah, correct. Like, you should be breaking up. Yeah. Like, this this has been broken since the second movie. Not even. The first movie was still messed up. Okay, the first movie, though, had some moments. The first movie had some moments. Let's... Yeah, no, because that's what I'm saying. The first movie was kind of cute. Like, you're like, okay, yeah, they're together. Cool. And the second movie, like, they're literally on two different paths and, like, getting mad at each other for literally everything. And they both think the other one's cheating and then she literally does cheat on him. And then, like, you're like, oh, my God, girl, like, what are you doing? And then the second... And the third movie, they, like, don't ever get along. So you're like... Why am I rooting for these two people? I You're don't not. care anymore. Like, they should be broken up. And I think, again, we're not the audience because of we're not course. rooting for this couple to get together because we've been through this phase of life that they're both going through. And we're like, not worth it. Too much drama. Like, your life can be so easy if you just say goodbye to this. Of and course. It does go back to the original plot of the movie, though, because it's like, should they break up? Should they stay together? Like, Elle has to make these decisions for herself. And again, that's what you said, like, the whole difference between them being a year apart is, like, he's made his big life decisions, like, Mm -hmm. he knows what he's doing, like, he's on track to becoming a real adult. Right. She's not yet. She's still in that middle stage where she has to make the big decisions about who she wants to become, or at least who she thinks she wants to be. Right. And it's completely different when you have someone else to consider. Exactly. Completely. I just, I really hate that, like, the men were such a big factor in her decision making for an hour and 20 minutes and like it was just so frustrating because like i just feel like that could have been handled better like i understand that you want to like be with both of them but that's like like skylar and i are have are like best friends and i don't think once Mm -hmm. we considered like go like thinking that we would go to the same school or like that we wanted to be together in college like that's a completely separate decision that you make that's not about anyone except for you like also yeah and as much as I love you and like love to be around you always of course it's such a big deal to be like yeah I want to spend every day with you from now on and like I don't ever want space to grow on my own like we were literally just talking about this with our other friends we were like to spend time at school with someone when you're in college and to like live near them and like you probably get you probably do everything with them you like go to every meal together you go out to every party together like you spend every weekend together like college you spend a lot of time with the people you're around because it's even more than high school like you're living by yourselves you can just like pop in whatever like and then 
in like with your hometown friends like it's the same thing but like it's different when you go to school and you're with this new life and then you come yeah. home and you're with the same person and you're spending so much time together there's no growth in either of those areas without the person yeah so there's no individuality and it bothers me that again like you said it's two men in the situation because she's yeah. not growing without two men not a feminist movie and it probably doesn't pa- pass the Bechtel test at all no I don't think it does which thinks because the other one probably does the other two probably do I mean, yeah, but she just doesn't have, like, a lot of, like, female friends. Like, her friends are just Lee. And then, apparently, in this movie, she's friends with, like, the OMGs. They're, like, weirdly friendly. Oh, yeah, friendly. and in the second movie, there was, like, a whole thing where, like, they're, like, get over the beef because she's cool because she's dating Noah. Oh, okay. And the kissing booth. The kissing booth makes them like her for some reason. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, how yeah. popular she gets? I did kind of like that, though, how even though she was friends with just Lee... That they were kind of, like, friends with everybody. Because yeah. it kind of made her more likable. Yeah. But it was, like, that's, like, just such a little minute detail. You know what was really messed up in this movie? The role that Tuppen played in it. Agreed. If you'll, re- if you'll recall with me, Tuppen is the man that <laughs> assaulted Elle in the first movie and then he apologized in detention on a piece of paper dressed up in a skirt and then she decided to go on a date with him and in in this movie he is a part of the go-kart thing he comes to like the closing beach party like they hug goodbye at the end of the movie and she slaps his ass like he did to her yeah and I was like and she's like, a funny joke or when you you sexually harassed me yeah, in high school. Yeah, I was like, I don't feel like he should be as accepted in like the <laughs> the context of this as he was. You also forgot that he stood her up on the date too. Like he was. Yeah. Oh, I well, forgot though. Noah, told Noah him was not like, to go on don't go on the date. Don't go on which, yeah, that makes me want to watch the first movie again. No, because that trope. Yeah, but like I was watching it and I was like, <laughs> why? Is everyone okay with Tuppen being around? Because I wouldn't be. Like, if that happened to me. Anyway. I would be so uncomfortable. But I don't want the man who harassed me, like, around. What the fuck? I would not even have forgiven him in I the know. first place. And then agree to go on a date with him. Like, what is wrong with her? Why, like, why does she let men do whatever she wants in her life? She's like, oh, but he's sorry. Like, really, this movie should be about her own problems and like every man in this movie should be portrayed in a negative light yeah. because she should be me rewriting this movie instead of it being like her learning to be independent and um forgive these men for every and actually these men did nothing wrong and that it was all her fault that she created these problems it should be about her figuring out that a lot of these people are expecting too much of her yeah. and that she forgives men too easily yeah because she does all of them. I know. Tuppen, Noah, Flynn. Lee. Not Flynn. That's their last oh. name. <laughs> Noah, Flynn. You said that. Noah, Lee. He <laughs> looks like a Flynn. You said that with your whole chest. I know. I meant it. No, I can. Com- like I completely. like a Flynn. <laughs> I completely agree. I was waiting for her to like cuss Lee out. Like I wanted her to go off on him. But instead, they just sat there 
crying, being like, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. And like, she had nothing to apologize for. Like, she was doing, she was working. She was doing the bucket list. She was babysitting. She was dealing with like her dad having a new girlfriend. Yeah. And she's doing everything. And on top of all of that, she misses one thing because Noah made her an I'm sorry dinner or like she was somewhere with Noah and she missed their last dance on the fucking dance machine. And Leah's like, I can't believe this. Like, this is insane. Like, you have failed me in every way. He's like, way. you don't do nearly enough for you me. You don't do anything for me. You don't care about me. Like, do I even matter to you? Like, and then she tries, wait, wait, she tries to explain it to him. And what does he say? Like something about her happiness. He like makes it about him in like the last like 20 minutes. She's like, oh, "Oh, what? Like, I don't let you, I don't, oh my God, what fucking, what was it? Oh, it it was made me so upset. He, she was like explaining her situation. He was like, I don't let you feel. Oh, she was like, I'm trying to put myself first or something. She was like, I'm trying to put myself first. He was like, don't let me get in the way of your happiness. Oh, yeah. Like you're so, so he was like, like, you're saying that. I'm getting in the way of your happiness. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, not at all what she was saying. Like, She's like, no, I'm just spreading myself too thin. Like, there's too many people who expect things from me. And, like, my dad, you would know yeah. I'm trying to maintain it all. He's like, what? So I make you unhappy? Okay, go fuck yourself then, Babe, Elle. like, what was that? Both Noah and Lee yell at her when she tries to be like i'm sorry like i just don't know what i'm doing like i'm trying to be the, i'm trying to be nice yeah. to everybody and like be there because the same thing happens when he's like marco likes you and you know and like you know what you need to stop and she's like i'm like just trying to be nice like he's cool like we're being friends like yeah. i don't know like, like i'm trying to be just nice to everybody yeah like, and then he's like nope you're naive and it's embarrassing he tells her she's embarrassing that made me so angry because that like would hurt my feelings if someone yeah. was like you're embarrassing me because you're being so stupid i'd be like okay time to go home and cry okay, like literally like, like the girl that i thought so you were awful. cheating on me with is staying here in my beach house for and i don't give a fuck like like and they're friends <laughs> like why can't and it's like it's not her fault for being wanted. It's not Elle's fault yeah. that Marco still likes her. That's on him. That's not on her. And what? Like, yeah. And he blames her for it. It's just insane. The toxic masculinity in this film, I know it's in all of them. It was off the charts in this one. They like try to show growth in Noah in the scene where they're, they're, they're at the 4th of July yeah. party and like, Marco punches him in the face first, and then Noah doesn't punch him back. And they're like, see, look, he doesn't have anger issues anymore. Like, he grew up. I'm not proud of him for that. He literally screamed at his girlfriend for being attractive and then um, caused a fight with this guy. Yeah, he spiked him him in the face with a volleyball before... Marco punched him. Like he incited it was provoked the by the world as- by the word asshole. Like yeah. he's still a baby. Yeah. Like a real man would just be like, okay, like turn around and goodbye. Like okay, whatever. Genuinely, if Noah if Noah was the shit at all, his he could shut down Marco in a second, like, are you the one dating Elle? No, I am. Like if he was secure in himself, exactly. he would have just been like Dude, I don't care. He's the loser. Like, I know my girlfriend's with me. Yeah. Like, she's fine. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, whatever. He can like her and try. Like, I know nothing's going to come between us. But instead, 
every man in this movie cries the second Elle is not in the room with them. They're like little babies, and they're like, oh my god, Elle! She's paying attention to someone else. She's Genuinely. at work. Genuinely, every man is like, oh my god, Elle isn't at breakfast. Like, we can't eat. Like, I don't know how to use my hands. Like, I can't make breakfast for myself. Where is she? Literally. Can, oh my god. Can we talk really quickly about um, Lee's friend that he, like, makes this summer that goes oh, to Asher Berkeley? Asher or something? Yeah. Ashton? Ash. Were they not in love with each other? Because I felt like they were in love with each other. Like, it's one of those things where it's like male friendships are only ever homoerotic. Of course. They were so funny. Though. It was like, hilarious kinda... how quickly that happened. And then also they were like, the way they interacted, my friends and I were like, is this going to, is he going to break up with Rachel? I was like waiting for it. I mean, men can have male friends, yeah. but that was a lot for two men that met each other at a party like a couple weeks ago they were like the, you know like when men become friends and they're like both obsessed with each other and they yeah. like joke about being in love with each other like yeah. there are definitely those friends and like i almost wish that there was more screen time just so we could see lee have a healthy male relationship yeah he doesn't with his brother and he has no other male friends so exactly instead we just got him running away and cry- also why does everybody dress and run like an episode character in this movie? The, yeah. They did Jacob Elordi so, they did, whatever his name is, Lee, so dirty in the makeup department. The wardrobe department hates Jacob because they, they would dress him, his lanky broad body, in long jorts that reached his knees. Yeah. And button-up shirts. Yeah. Open button-up shirts, over t-shirts. Yeah. Sorry, he doesn't need to look like the Incredible Hulk with chicken legs. Like, yeah. give that hunky Australian man a pair of five-inch inseam shorts and <gasps> yeah. a t-shirt. Like, yeah. stop dressing him like that. Oh my god. Yeah, he grew up in California. Like, he's not gonna he's not gonna dress like a boy from the East Coast going to California for a vacation with his no. family. The shorts made me so angry and also Elle's outfits there was absolutely no flavor in them at all they really did her dirty that was so disappointing so jealous of joey king's body i know her body is insane her legs look so good in this movie her abs fantastic like she's a queen okay no jacob no (laughs) shit no jacob king no joey king slander around here okay no oh my god but okay that what they did to her in the last, one of the last scenes, she was wearing her white button-down shirt from work and the cropped denim jacket yeah. with a low pony. In jeans. And a low pony. Who did that to her? There's a time and a place for a low pony. And it was not it that. It was not and that not with that wig. And also, don't do a low pony with that wig. You can't get away with that. No. No, you oh can't. Oh my god. Not the part they had in it. That weird middle side part that couldn't... Dis- it was one of those parts where it's, like, standing up in the front and, like, yes. it's, like, a comb over. Yes. But, like, what happens when you have a wig on? I thought that button-down shirt with light-washed jeans and a light-washed denim jacket, cropped denim jacket, was the most heinous thing I have ever seen in a film. Who did no, that? incorrect. Incorrect, because her look in the last part of this movie, which she's supposed to be a trendy, hip video game designer with a <laughs> pixie cut that's 
pixie cuts can be so cute. The one they gave her? Well, she was growing out her Ugly. hair. She's been growing... That was her Ugly. hair grown out from the act because she had to shave her head for that role. So that's just how Couldn't her... Couldn't they have done a little bit better? Well, it could have been styled way better, wasn't it? It was just they like styled on the it front. Like, yeah. Like that. It wasn't like, that it, good. Imagine my bangs, but I had a pixie cut, but only half my bangs. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. It was... And then they put her in... The most stuffy leather jacket. Like, why couldn't they have put her in, like, a cute, trendy, oversized leather leather jacket and, like, a nice crop top with, like, some skinny jeans, at least. Like, they put her in the most stuffy, form-fitting outfit. I know. Every piece was hugging her. She looked like she was about to, like, ride a horse. (laughs) Like, she was wearing, like, skin-tight pants and boots, wasn't she? Like, she could have been wearing oh, yeah, like yeah. riding pants and some leather boots and hopped on a horse and ride at like ridden out of the fucking carnival where they were like easily you know what you know what she looked like what do you remember i don't know how to describe this okay but it has the same energy do you remember in spongebob when squidward wishes that spongebob would be normal so spongebob <laughs> turns circular and gets rid of his um like craters and like is like cylindrical almost and like no oh maybe is that what you're saying she looks like i don't okay skylar (laughs) i don't think she looked like that but the look had the same energy okay Okay. Maybe. Just me? I that might just be you. Okay. Well I would like to hear from the people okay. on that one. We'll make this part a promo and the picture will be that picture from SpongeBob and we'll have the people talk. Oh my god, us. perfect. I'm gonna save it. Anyways, so okay, well let's talk about the, the resolution of this movie because we're we're getting to the the later half of this episode. The later portion of this episode. Yeah. Um so, she breaks up with Noah at the- well, Noah breaks up with her at the end, which, like, makes sense, because, like, he's the older one who was probably like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best situation. He had a pretty good breakup. He was like, I don't want to be responsible for a decision that you're going to regret, and, like, he took himself out of the equation, which I think was a smart thing to do. Correct. Correct. Especially because he was the one that was, like, screaming at her all the time. And, yeah. Like, Acting irrationally. Like, I think he was like, oh, maybe I'm treating her like shit for things that she can't control. Okay. Um, yeah. And then her and Lee come to terms with the fact that they're going to different schools. Her and Marco, like, are like, we're friends. And he's like, I'm gonna take a gap here and do music in New York City because okay. it's not a movie. Okay, if listen. That happen. Listen to me about Marco's, Marco's resolution. I, I, I am so upset about this. First of all, he has known Elle for, what, six months, three months? And he is telling her, first of all, that he is taking a gap year and going to try and be a musician. We don't know what kind of... In New York City. Whatever that... Well, he has the guitar, remember? He carries it around. <sighs> so, like, whatever that... They're like, oh, music boy. Right. Has guitar. And then he's like... He tells her, it was always my plan. Um, 
Unless there was like something keeping me in LA, but now there isn't. So I'm going there. Which implies... I didn't even catch that. Yes, which implies that he was going to stay in Los Angeles for L. This girl who kissed him and cheated on her boyfriend with that kiss and then was still dating the boyfriend. With that kiss. And like he like was not into him and he like was still oh my god, this man was going to stay in Los Angeles until Elle chose. What's wrong different- with the characters in this movie? Like that makes no sense. That's almost as crazy as saying you're taking a gap year from college to go be a musician in New York City. It's almost, that's honestly that is more normal than saying you're gonna stay for a person you're not even dating imagine skylar imagine staying in your hometown for a boy that you went to high school with for a high school crush for a high, for school, a high school, crush. school crush yeah and i would also like to point out that she's like you never told me that you were gonna try to do that we get no characterization of marco in this movie no. in this entire franchise Besides the fact that he's in love with Elle. And it just reminds me of, like, Moxie. (laughs) Because it's the one man of color in this movie. And he is the side love... He's the obstacle love interest. Yeah. And he gets absolutely no character... To be fair, not all the characters get characterization in this movie. He's purely eye candy. a thing to mention. He's... He does look so handsome in this movie, I will will say it, and his voice, hello, Um, but it's just, again, it's just like, we don't know anything about him, so of course we didn't know this was happening, and she's like, oh my god, you didn't tell me that, yeah, and you didn't ask him a single question about himself the whole time, you're just like, my boyfriend is breaking up with me, I'm pretty sure, and like, he hates me, and this girl is in my house, and like, that was it. Yeah. Sorry, I had to interrupt about that Marco thing. We could not just gloss over that because that pissed me off so much. No. I mean, that's pretty much how the movie... Oh, and then we get, again, the six years later, her and Noah rekindle. They find find their way back to each other and, like, they had this moment at where the kissing booth was and whatever. It's kind of cute. The ending was kind of cute. It made me a little bit... It was fine. I mean, like... Rachel and Lee broke up to go to college, but then they found their way back to each other. And it's six years later, so 18 plus 6 is 24, if I'm doing that math correctly. Mm. And so they're both 24 years old, and they are engaged to be married. I mean, does Lee not look like someone who would be married the second he graduates college? Yeah, he does. But, like, (laughs) that's their thing. And, um... Oh my god, I just like... That's their thing. No, and then also, this means that Chloe is now 29 in this movie, because I don't know if you caught it, but she mentions that she's 23 in this movie. Oh, that's right. Which didn't make any sense to me, because in the second movie, I thought she was supposed to be in Noah's grade, but I guess she's supposed to be, um... Older. Older, which, again, is confusing to me, because... Why was she hanging out with college students if she was graduated? Well, people don't do logical things in these movies. So I don't think we should expect anything logical. I know. I just don't know. I don't even get why they made her 23. Maybe I need to watch the second movie again. But I don't get why they made her 23. I don't know. I thought she was a freshman with Noah in Boston. Me too. Um, You know what scene I actually did? 
think was well done and kind of cute. What? When Noah, uh, not Noah, fuck Noah, when Lee and Elle say goodbye. Oh my god, no, with the, with the, like, young- Not the kids, not the kids, not the kids, not the kids, but, because it's actually kind of cute with them, like, saying goodbye, and, like, the first time they're not speaking to each other and screaming at each other, but what I did think was cute was him hanging the doorknob on his mirror. Oh, okay. And driving away, and- if the kids weren't there, it would have... Okay, metaphorically, the kids part was kind of cute because, like, oh my god, like, it kind of touched me because I was, like, you know, like, we were just talking about, like, we've been friends for a long time. I've been friends with our other friend, Adelaide, for forever. Way longer, yeah. And, like, when you go to school, you're kind of walking away from a lot of your childhood and, like, you don't necessarily walk away from your friends, but you're both leaving behind a huge part of your life together. Yeah. And, like choosing to continue the rest of your lives with them and like kind of like step out of childhood together and it's like this really cute thing we're just like i don't know they were trying that like they were going to continue life together and that they were both accepting that they had to grow up sure. together sure but like they were always going to love and cherish those memories i'm just kind of like oh and you know it didn't help is they were playing god only knows that why god the fuck knows did they do that why did they do you. that Ever since Love Actually, that song. I was just gonna say, I was watching it, I was like, this is not Love Actually, please take this out of the movie. This song is only allowed to be played in Love Actually. No, because it literally makes me cry every time. Because, oh my god, Love Actually. I can't wait for Christmas just so I can watch it. I know. And then also when, like, her and Noah were saying goodbye six years later and falling in love in a coffee shop fucking started playing. That was uncalled for. I don't know why they the did that. The soundtrack bangers. Why was it? Why? Again, parallels to Twilight. Why <laughs> was the soundtrack so good? But like, why did they choose those songs? I just don't understand. I don't get falling in love with a coffee at a coffee shop because what? They're what the saying fuck goodbye. She know, what the fuck does Gaga know about cameras? <laughs> They were not falling in love at a coffee shop. They were not meeting for the first time. No. I didn't get it. <laughs> Absolutely. I was reading too much into the soundtrack. No, I know. But, like, whatever. I guess there was there were some good songs in this movie. I also, in that scene, did think it was cute when he was like, Oh, I'll call you. And she's like, Oh, only if you have time. And he goes, I've got time. Like, I thought that was cute. Like, Aww. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, after, cute that you thought that was cute. After this whole, like, f- three-movie franchise, yeah, I just, like, they put us through all of that just to have them break up and, like, not be together and have that be the moral of the story, which is fine. But I think if you're going to do that... Why make the second movie riddled with problems between them and then the third movie also riddled with problems between them just to have them break up? You'll get a more emotional impact if they're perfect right up until the last second and it's more of a climax of conflict. I agree. Again, me rewriting the movies. I think yeah. what they should have done. Yes. First movie should have been what the first movie was. Second movie should have been 
them having, like, developing the relationship, and then in the second half of the movie, we get all the conflicts we got from this movie. Yeah. Like, not necessarily the Marco plot line, because that didn't need to be there, no. neither the Chloe one, but, like, just fighting herself too thin, the college stuff, like, that could have been, like, problems that they were having, and then, like, you get the breakup at the end of that one. Right. And then if they really wanted to, it would still have been bad, but the third one could have been them rekindling after college. Right. Because then at least that would have been, like, more heartfelt because we would have gotten more than a scene of them just being, like, the feelings are still there. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Because it also bothers me, too, that both both Lee and Rachel and the, the second couple in this movie that dated in high school, Noah and Elle, get back together after college. Yeah. Wait, is it implied that Noah and Elle got back together? Yeah, it's implied that they're going to because he's like, I'll call you if I have time. Yeah, but I don't know if that means that they're going to get back together. I think it, I, well, abstract ending up for debate. Do you think Noah and (laughs) Elle are going to get back together? (laughs) I think that when they come home for holidays, they'll like link, but I don't think they're going to be in a relationship. Okay. Tis the damn season. Yeah, exactly. I think it's... That vibe. I mean, come on. If they had developed their relationship better through the rest of the movies, yeah. could you imagine how good it would have been yeah. if they played Tis the Damn Season? Yeah, I know. A missed opportunity. Honestly, someone has got to write the Taylor Swift jukebox musical because... Who's going to do that? The greatest screenwriter of our time has to take on that job. Only someone with talent. Because it Obviously. has to be done correctly. And all the songs have to be done justice. Obviously. Because something like Tis the Damn Season, it has to be done with a couple that you care about. Because otherwise the lyrics are not going to hit as hard. Obviously. I can't wait for that to happen. Like normal people. The normal people edits to Tis the Damn Season. Well, didn't she get... In- this is a complete meander from this episode. But didn't she write Tis the Damn Season because she was inspired after watching yeah. normal people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. She loves Sally Rooney. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like we got all of okay. our thoughts out about Kissing Booth 3. Um, I think I did. Yeah. Let us know if you they share They were not all opinions. completely negative, so. No. I mean, these these are trash movies, and, like, I don't think we should treat them as, correct. as anything other than trash movies. And you can still think critically no. about trash movies. That's what makes watching them fun. Correct. Yeah. And also, I've seen the first one multiple times. I'd watch all three of these movies again because they're entertaining. And I'm also saying that because I'm kind of salty that Emily and I weren't invited to the uh, <laughs> three opening. Like, why didn't they pay for our tickets to LA? Why didn't? Why weren't we there? I don't know. I just want to talk to someone really quickly. Like, hello. Beep, beep, beep. I think we should have been there, but that's... Whatever. I guess the next Netflix original will be there. Okay, yeah. Next Netflix original premiere, we are obviously getting an email and getting invited. Obviously. Obviously. No, obviously. We'll have our people call Netflix. No, Netflix will call our people. Yeah, Netflix will call our people, and then they'll let us know, and then we'll call Netflix's people, and it'll... Don't worry about it. Well, don't worry about it, guys. We'll be there. (laughs) Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed watching it. This episode will be on YouTube, so if you're listening, why not go and also watch? 
Go look at us. Go look at our pretty little faces. And um, in the meantime, follow us on all of our social medias. They're all linked in the description. And keep DMing us. Keep talking to us. We love you guys. Thanks for everyone who keeps listening. And thanks to new people who are listening. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Come back. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.